I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello, fantasy managers. You're listening to the 2019 Round 21 preview episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider. This episode is brought to you by Always Captain Villa, reminding you that even when he loses, he was still better than Pozuelo. Uh, no, uh, actually brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by usual co-hosts, Michael Denton and Blaine, waterlogged, hat-wearing man, Riffle. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm well. Higher than Blaine. <laughs> and that's saying something, being down in New Orleans. Uh, no, uh, you all missed it right before we... We started uh, this chat. Blaine was was lamenting and just just frustrated at the youths who have been sneaking into his backyard, and leaving on his water hose. So, little little wet out there in Kansas City right now. Just a little. Just a little. Uh, so again, uh, welcome everyone in our live chat. Uh, thank you so much for the great feedback that we've been getting from this. I'm going to make this announcement twice because I don't know at what point in the show people usually join, but I'm assuming it's either now or at the player picks. Uh, but I'll, I'm going to make this announcement right now at the end of July, beginning of August, if you will. Uh, YouTube is no longer going to support the, the live Hangouts system that we've been using for the last couple of years to record the show. So we've been in the process of trying to switch over to Discord. So what this means is we will be hosting our live video through Discord. I don't know about chatting through Discord, but uh, using OBS Studio, we should be able to stream live to YouTube. So we should still have the live chat feature available uh, through our live stream, and they should be recorded as well at the same time so I can still rip the audio and upload it to SoundCloud. I'm going to try to do a backup recording with OBS Studio and make sure that all the sound and everything works out that way. But uh, just so you know, that's what's coming up starting in August because, well, we have to. We have to switch to a new system. So with hope, it's going to uh, still have the same quality that you're used to or for those of you who like to make comments about our poor player pronunciation for names, the same <laughs> subpar quality that you're used to. Um, but that's what's going on. I'm just going to say jail for the rest of the turn, just to keep it straight. You know, people have correct me. I'm just going to go with jail because I feel like that's what you people want. I'm here for you. So, so yeah, I, I, I know it's Carlos Hill and Carlos Hill and, but I, and, and that's a totally valid complaint and frustration and i am so sorry i am so sorry that we are not better at that or don't have the time to to do better research or remember how people in the media and on and on extra time and everybody correctly pronounce these names but you know part of me what about twitch jojo uh, i don't know i didn't try twitch um but part of me wonders if if you've never played the game before and you're just getting into fantasy and we're like Hey, yeah, uh, Carlos Gill, and and you're like, yeah, yeah, that guy, G I L, that guy on New England. That's totally who they're talking about. But if we're like Carlos Heel, you're like, who? 
Carlos, who, who is, who's this heel guy? I don't see heel. So I know it's wrong, but there's part of me that wonders if by saying it incorrectly, some people understand better. Yeah. But we're going to try. We're going to try. Well, we've, um, been, we've been called out a couple of times in like the more popular communities that know the players. We say J Mart or we type J Mart on Twitter and everybody goes, who's that? So, I mean, even some of the common ones we'd think of for Martinez, we use some of their Twitter stuff and people go, who is that? So sometimes butchering the name or kind of doing it the way we would expect the majority of Americans to pronounce it helps. And maybe Canadians. We'll see. Maybe some uh, Canadians. Maybe some Canadians. Um, <laughs> but so that's just a quick update on on what's going on with the podcast. So I hope I hope you guys can still tune in and gals can still tune in and that we're still be able to get this just working. If it doesn't work, I may send an alert out to the community for any of the tech people to uh hey Eric Bordeaux just subscribe to the channel. If you're watching right now then that's a cool treat for you. Um <laughs> uh, we may reach out to the tech community to to really help us with this if you guys can. But let's move on to talking about round 20 it was a crazy fun double game week of a round let's start out guys with hearing how your teams did uh if you're in chat start posting your team scores right now and uh, blaine let's start out with you yeah so there were some last minute changes that i had to make when i saw that pity wasn't starting and everything else and i was on vacation last week and late to the lineup so i just kind of threw something together and I happened to put the captain's armband on Gil, and that one paid off huge. I got a 179 for the round, um, round overall rank 260 now, so not complaining there. I think I was just outside the top 200 for the round. I'm just kicking myself. I would be part of the 200-point club if I had jumped pity for Gressel, but I went with Bradley seeing those two matchups and liked them better, and and it cost myself the extra 22 points that would have pushed me over 200. Um, other than that, though, I can't really complain. 179 seems just a little ahead of the pack this time. Um, I know there are some scores pushing 200. I'm sure some people did break 200 this week. <laughs> Saw a couple. Um, yeah, Moro was kind of my one weak point, a uh, little too expensive for a four-point week. But I went with Pines as a cheap option, and Farrell was also pretty cheap and came out huge with 16 points. So not going to complain too much here. Uh, I did go with Bunbury as a second forward and didn't have a third one. So 13 points from a cheap forward when you've got a guy like Zlatan who only gets 18 on the round. Um, worked out kind of in my favor. I saved that money and was able to pump it into the midfield and get a few more points there. Mike? Uh, I got 191. Um I, would too, was lucky enough to avoid uh, the Pozuelo trap. Uh, but I put my uh, armband on uh, J-Mart or Josef Martinez. Um, I really liked the way the Houston lined up um, for Atlanta. Um, I also kind of liked the, just that look. I was kind of surprised he didn't do more once Elise got that red card. Um, but I'd also heard some earlier stuff in the week about maybe Wayne Rooney getting rotated for the second game. Um, and that ended up being exactly what happened. Um, and if Joseph Martinez hadn't uh, missed a PK, uh, he would have been the top scorer for the round. So pretty happy with that. Um, uh, my disappointment was in defense, too. I had Morrow as well um, and Hoyt from Cincinnati. Uh, both of them disappointed, but everyone else did well. Uh, and to me, the big difference probably between me and Blaine was that I had Gressel in the auto Um He's probably the story of the round. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, other than kind of – 
wishing I had switched some stuff up on defenders and maybe um, not having Bunbury, you know, having another Revs uh, backup. Uh, excuse me, Revs defender. Uh, yeah, 191. I think it's week rank 38. 30th. This is 30th overall. So this is definitely one of my better weeks ever. So pretty happy with all of that. <laughs> I just saw, sorry, Josh. Uh, Josh trusted me and went with FCC goalkeeper and two defenders. So now I, I will say my defense that I said like just something crazy like that and push all your money up front. But um, I did, I did talk about that. Uh, congrats to Ted Firestone round rank 23. One of our great Patreon followers right there. Uh, seen a lot of great scores here over in the chat. People in the, the one sixties, one seventies, high one forties. I mean that, I think that's pretty good for, for you guys who are listening uh, day in and day out week week every week i don't know whatever you want to look at this for you guys who who are are following everything with subreddit and the podcast and, and the website uh, i think scoring in the 140s is great for for this this week uh definitely i think the the people who got the higher maybe the 160s or 170s and pluses saw the biggest gains but i still think in the 140s pushing 150s uh is a solid score uh for people who are are legitimately trying really hard every week to get the best score that they can. Uh, Mike did an awesome score, and I think you were right, Mike. Uh, Gressel was definitely a great pick and a good alternative to Pozuelo. I was really happy with my team. I had 189 points, uh, week rank 46, so so in the top 50 right there. Uh, and I, I had a lot, of, a lot of great results. I had uh, – I, I got hit with the Toronto rotation. I had, I had Altidore, Pozuelo, and Moro, so I didn't get – as many points as I'd hoped from that, but I still got 14 from Josie, nine from Paz, not an awful score. Uh, you'd hope a little bit more for a player of that caliber at that price point during a double game week, but not horrible. Uh, I had Brian Fernandez, that did well. I had Bo over there in in New England, and that was great, seeing him get a couple of points right there. 16 points was great for him coming out of the gate. I uh, had Valeri, had uh, Carlos... Carlos Heal with 58 points. He was my captain, so I was super excited for that. I had Robinson. I had Farrell in the back right there. Valentin was my lowest scoring player with two points. Uh, that was that was a disappointment for me. I was really hoping for a little bit more out of him. I was. Uh, we'll get to that, my disappointment there. And then Guzan in the back. So very solid, very happy. My question for you guys right here and chat, feel free to, to mention your thoughts as well. I wrote an article in the fantasy newsletter last week, which you could subscribe to at MLSsoccer.com. And I said my argument for why I did not think Joseph Martinez was the, was a must have, why you did not need to have Joseph on your team, 22 points, solid score, very expensive. Uh, so do you guys, would you guys agree that you seeing everything, everything settled with his score? Was he, a mu should he have been a must-have last week, or do you think that combinations of other players with some of their points made up for that? I think he was a must-have. Um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously now I, mean, I think he was the second highest um, scorer last game. Um, it would probably depend on which forwards. If you had to redo it, I think it would depend on which forwards you had. Um, but, I mean, to your point, there were a lot of forwards who did well. I mean, uh, on the other part of my auto route, I had Jossie Zardes, who was 8.7, uh, and he got nine points. So, you know, not too terrible. You had Bo um, from, from New England get a very high score. Um, I just think it would have been 
tough, especially with his potential. Once you saw that Houston lineup, uh, and they're throwing out a USL guy um, on, on, I don't remember if it was the left or the right wing now, um, two two games at home. I, I think he was a must own last week. Uh, he he definitely pushed himself with the way when once you saw the Houston lineup. I, I don't know how you could not have him. Blaine, I don't think we're getting your audio. Blaine's going <laughs> to adjust and then there we join go. it. There, there we, we go, go, Blaine. Lily turned it off on me. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Lily's yeah. like, you don't have anything to say. I'm going to talk about who the captain picks are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 22 points, uh, highest scoring forward. I mean, that honestly makes him a must-own, especially what with what Mike said and seeing the Houston lineup. Um he was one of the first players I put into my lineup just seeing those two matchups. It was hard to pass on that. DC has not been the strongest team. They actually showed better than I expected in that second game and kind of locked him down more than I was hoping. Um, but yeah, I think really was a must own this round um, as a single forward. And like Mike said, there were some other guys like Zardes, like Bunbury, who had good weeks Bo is in there as well had good weeks as a potentially cheaper second forward to a second premium guy like Zlatan or Fernandez um, but you if you're going to look at it you got to go with the one premium forward that's really going to hit big and it can change every week I mean hindsight's 2020 if Zlatan had put up a 30 point hat trick game like he's capable of sometimes we may we'd be talking about no Martinez wasn't a must own it was Laton that was a must own so it really depends on who does what but you've got to have one of those guys and I think Martinez had the better matchups overall to go ahead and get that with the double game week and of course it could have been a different situation entirely had Pozuelo not been injured and had there not been some rotation there with mm-hmm. Toronto that could have been another huge game right there but fun fun conversations gets the clicks gets everybody thinking and that's really what we're going for is to have people just think through the options and go with who you like. I'm still happy with my 198, so no complaints there from me. Let's see how we did compared to everybody else in the head-to-head leagues. Mike, your solid win over Ace Starfire, 191 to 174. Blaine, you won over Andrew Crawler, the top player as well, 179 to 164. I had a win over Jason Morris from Patreon, 189 to 160. Uh, and that's it. We swept it. We did really well. I think almost all of the MLS guys also lost, except for maybe Ben Bear. Ben's doing pretty well. Uh, and Jason Seguini won his against against an AFK team. So uh, top score of the round goes to Mike, 191 points in the host's head-to-head league. Very, very tight competition. <laughs> it's worth celebrating. Uh, I, I think there's one more head-to-head that we should mention. Oh, what's that? Uh, that was brought to us. Uh, we want to celebrate the win of Mr. Savage over Ashley Savage, 169 to <laughs> That's right. That's right, um, Ashley. Incredible play, incredible skill by Mr. Savage. Just clearly one of the best fantasy players. We're going to try to have him on later this year. <laughs> Very, very. Yeah. We'll we'll get Ashley on to talk to talk more about that. Uh, that'll that'll be really fun. Yes, the first time Ashley's husband has beaten her and fantasy. Wasn't uh, it like a three years in the making to get that yeah. win too? It was something, and it was really it was razor thin. It was razor thin. So, but he did it with Turner on the bench. Like he yeah. didn't do the keeper rule right because she she showed it was, but it came down to she was <laughs> really captain, and he had maybe he had Martinez or something like that. 
Uh, to wrap things up with the head to head, the host head to head league. Uh, currently, we have two players who are tied for first five zero and zero. That is Ben Bear from MLS, who is tearing it up, and also Sherry, one of our longtime Patreon subscribers. Uh, we're trying to get her on the show if it can work out. We're trying to get everybody from the top tier of the Patreon uh, on the show as well. So that's just a, a perk right there. But yeah, Sherry doing awesome things right there. Moving on to the Patreon League, uh, we have five people now. Last week it was 10 tied for first. Now we're down to five tied for first with a score of 4-0-0. Oh, oh. We've got Bodie, we've got Burak, we've got HG, we've got Skiles, and we've got Seagraves. So that's who we've got tied. First place right now in the Patreon League. Doing awesome things. Uh, so good luck there. Remember, the top three places in the Patreon League and all of the members of the MLS Fancy Boss Network of Leagues, so fancyboss.com, r slash MLS and Patreon, top three players all get prizes as long as you've signed up and given me your email contact information because I'm not going to hunt you people down because that's way too hard and I like to get the stuff out as soon as I can as far as the gift cards go. Uh, related to that is... I am getting my proof for our 2019 sticker. And as soon as I get that and get those in stock, then I will be sending out the Patreon tier gifts, including the new items that I have for, for our mid-tier subscribers, the, uh, the koozie with bottle opener on it, and the MLS Fantasy Insider uh, drawstring bag. So pretty cool. I'm still getting some time to uh, work up a video to preview those on the Patreon channel. So... Uh, that's what you guys can expect this season. Might put some of those up for sale if I can get that worked out. So cool things to look forward to. Uh, let's move on now to our round 20 fantasy takeaways. This this is what I'm really looking for. Okay, chat, I see some things going. Talking about cheap options, talking about Bo. Um, got the RSL shirt, Mark DuPont. Good, excellent right there. Uh, but I want you people to start thinking, what are your fantasy most surprising moments from round 20 and your most surprising fantasy or your most important fantasy takeaways? Because I'm going to go to you once I finish with Mike and Blaine. So think about those, put them in chat. Blaine, Mike, start with you, Mike. What is uh, most surprising fantasy moments for round 20? Uh, I think the most surprising moment for, for fantasy particularly was Toronto's rotation in game two. Um, no Altador. No Bradley. I didn't see a whole lot of people got trapped by Bradley. Um, but, I mean, you know, usually Michael Bradley's dead set for two starts. That was very surprising for me. Um, I think the other surprising thing was that Bo started both games. Um, he didn't finish, but he started both. And he, he looked really good. I mean, and we'll get into that more in the takeaways. Um, but I, I was definitely surprised by that. Um Maybe some other surprises. I don't know why I should be surprised, but Zlatan talked up a big game and delivered a big game. Um, I think I was surprised that he got a hat trick and they looked so dominant against LAFC. Um, that may be something to keep in mind uh, for the future, but I think those were the biggest ones for uh, the double game week. Blaine, what about you? Yeah, the big one for me was the RSL Minnesota score. RSL is a team we usually talk up at home with Krylock and Rusnak and a couple of those other guys, and Minnesota really shut down their offense. The goal came from a defender. Um, sorry, hang on just a second. <laughs> oh, Lily said. Oh, <laughs> I locked her out of the office, and oh. she was not happy. Um, 
Yeah. Um, so Minnesota just going on the road and holding down what's been a really strong home offense was impressive for me, surprising for me. Um, I know we've been riding some of the Minnesota hot streak lately, and they just took their game on the road and kept up with it. Um, point on the road in the Western Conference is always huge. Um, Bo starting both games is definitely a big shock for me. New guys to the league don't usually come in and have a huge impact like that right away. But he put up decent numbers for his first double game week. Also somebody to watch for for price rises after getting some decent stats to start the season or start his season in MLS. Yeah, and he's he's definitely was underpriced. I think he's only 9.5 now. So... Yeah, nine, he's 9.8 now, so I, I think that's one, you know. I mean, I don't blame Ben. You kind of have to shoot low because you don't know what these guys are going to do when they come into the league. It's always a crapshoot. But um, it, it definitely looks like a really good value at four right now. For sure. Uh, and I saw the tweet. I forget who sent it out. might have been you, Mike, but at some point, or maybe it was uh, Kyle, but someone said, MLS Fancy Boss is really happy right now whenever he scored his goal. And <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, I was very happy. Um yeah, you guys have caught a lot of them, uh, some of the ones I wasn't expecting. Toronto rotation, definitely a big surprise for me, a big surprise for a lot of people. Uh, they just, they're battling for that playoff spot, and, and I thought they were going to go all out, but fatigue does set in, and I guess they took the, the flyer that Houston, with its usually poor form, would uh, not be a big risk, but it was. Uh, so that was definitely a big hit. And I have to agree with Dan over in chat Dang, Zlatan, big fantasy surprise. Maybe it's also a big moment. The The last week we were talking about uh, how do we see him going for the rest of the year? Is this is he just in a slump? And then he goes and gets a hat trick in the biggest game maybe of the season, one of the biggest, the biggest derby of the season, debatably, I guess. And I don't know, it's just Zlatan doing Zlatan things. And, and I was surprised that he got the hat trick. I thought – LAFC could do more to shut him down like we talked about when he has that frustration with his service. It usually uh, translates to lower fantasy points, and I thought that LAFC could do that with their strong defense. Did not happen. Big surprise. My final big surprise for me is the Orlando draw at Portland. Traveling across country, not bringing the A-team, and and Portland not being able – to get it done. That was a game that I really wanted to go heavy in, in uh, our other show league fancy game that we play on the side that was not eligible. And I'm so happy it was not <laughs> because I would have gone hard on that game. And uh, I was honestly, I had uh, Fernandez and, and uh, Valeri because I was hoping for more from them, even in, in fantasy and it did not happen. So that was a huge surprise to me. So yeah, uh, we weren't expecting most of Portland's points to come against Seattle this week. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So uh, I think uh, uh, that's that's definitely, yeah, one of the big ones for me. Looking over at chat real quick, uh, Ted saying Portland seeming better on the road than at home. That's that's a weird thing that a couple of teams, you could say the same thing for Orlando as well. Yeah. Uh, Nico Gaetan is looking less attractive, probably going to continue to drop in his price. Uh, that's what Mark DuPont was mentioning. Uh Patrick Smith, Gressel on the white right wing as dangerous. That, that was actually going to be my takeaway, Patrick. You, you, you stole my thunder, but if you could <laughs> transition in. Yeah, but, I mean, Breck Shea got hurt with the ACL tear, and so there were some questions, uh, and Gressel started both games. So that's going to be a big takeaway for me fantasy-wise. Um, I mean, because Gressel's not going to get clean sheet points because he's listed as a midfielder, but I think it means Gressel will play more consistently if that's his position. 
And with the way Atlanta has been rotating midfielders a lot, I mean, you know, I mean, Blaine talked about earlier about having to swap out Pity Martinez. Uh, I know a few people got burned um, with the Miram pick. I, I can't remember who in chat was talking about uh, that they had Miram and didn't catch it in time. But that might be a really consistent. And even though he is playing as a right back, he's playing more up in the midfielders. He's serving balls in. He's getting points and, and all of that. So he's definitely going to be a really good fantasy choice going forward when Atlanta has good matchups. Sure. Blaine, what else do you have as far as important fantasy takeaways go? Oh, Blaine, Blaine walked away, Reed. He's, he's, oh, he's, I didn't see that. You're hanging there. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep going. Hey, we've got it's it's just you and me in chat, man. <laughs> we've got Sean in the chat from the show league. Hey, Sean, uh, thank you for letting me know that I won my show league game by a slim margin. It only had to be seven points, so or maybe seven and a half points. So a win is a win as... As Dan says, people in Columbus will also tell you as they finally have a win. Uh, and they are also on my important fantasy takeaway list as well. I'm not giving you an amen, Dan, like you were asking for. Uh, but my takeaway is, uh, so Columbus made it out of this double game week without two losses. That's that's about the best I'm going to give them for this performance. Um, because what I want to point out is when you look at the points where they fell fantasy-wise, it's a different set of players for each game. So there's a little lack of consistency for me as to where some of those points are going to come from if they keep going. And uh, my hope is they don't because I will be at the Columbus FC Cincinnati game. So if anyone else is going to be there and you want to hook up, uh, shoot me a DM or a message on Twitter and we'll see what can happen. Uh, but, but yeah, so I'm not sure if Columbus not losing this week, it needs to be a fantasy signal to, to go all in. So I, I mean, they also played two really bad teams, Chicago and Montreal. Montreal is in free fall on their way out of the playoffs, and Chicago, I don't know what they've been doing all year, but you know, it, it's not that huge of a deal to get four points against. I mean, it really would have been a really bad sign if they couldn't get four points with that schedule. Yeah. Also, for me, uh, we already mentioned mentioned Bo over there at New England, and yeah, he he's a baller. He's cheap. Uh, I New England as we're was mentioned in chat just now it's they oh no sorry that was san jose that was just mentioned in chat but earlier in chat mentioned about new england about how they've been doing so well san jose yes also another takeaway they have one of the best records since april but uh, new england's coming on and and Bo is going to be a great one to look at and then speaking of the san jose it, it all works together guys that's that's where i was going <laughs> vaco holy cow uh good friend skylar redpath fellow fantasy contributor was putting some stats up about Vaco last weekend, about over the last two games, how he's just been just racking up insane numbers in the stats that generate fantasy points and beyond. I feel like it's early 2018 again <laughs> with Vaco doing so well. The, the thing that I will say, again, I think I mentioned this last year, the key to all of Vaco's success is not being in my team because that's pretty <laughs> much what you can track all of that down to is – Hey, did Vaco do well this week? Was he in Reed's team? Yes. Then that's a no. So that's what happens with Vaco. Uh, but no, San Jose. New and players that start with V because that happened with Via. Now Vaco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, but no, San Jose definitely a team to look for. A lot of value at a lot of positions. So if you aren't already on that train as a fantasy takeaway, definitely one one to go with. Uh, anything more for you, Mike? Before I go to chat. 
Um, you know, I'm just going to throw out a, a question to you. We've talked uh, in chats talking about New England a lot and how well they're doing. Uh, do you think Heal is now one of the top midfielders in the game with Bo um, providing sir, uh, an outlet for him to, to rack up assists? Yeah, I think he definitely is. I think it's not just having Bo added on to the team that that helps give him that status. He was already quality. I mean, he was one of the few guys we were saying, well, if you're going to go with a New England player, then maybe look at Heal. But um, Bo, well, and that's him, what I mean. but just the general improvement of the team overall. Bunbury doing well, Fagundes doing well, Arena coming in there, getting things in shape, the attitudes better. And so I think all of that combined. Uh, there was a good note in Bobby Warshaw's recaps this week where he pointed out that New England has not been running with a consistent formation during all this time. So I don't know if that's going to factor in. I don't know if it matters because they're getting the results – that they want. So yeah, I don't know if he cracks. I, so I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to hedge my bets. I don't think he is worth considering as a premium echelon, like cream. Of the club. He's not a Pozuelo. He's not a Valeri type player, uh, but he is, he is a solid midfield pick that I would say is worthy of his price tag right now. Okay. Um, I'm, I think I'm actually might get put him on that bubble. Um, but I mean, I, you know, I don't know if there's any midfielder this week that you pick or any midfielder this year that you pick regardless, but he's definitely one. If he's got a home game and a good matchup, I'm putting him in kind of the same with Pozuelo and Valeri. So to me, he is in that, uh, upper echelon, uh, to me because his price point is a little behind the others still right now. Um, I think that kind of gives him an edge as far as like practical fantasy picking, um, regardless of whether you put it like tiers as far as when you actually have to put together your team, especially for the first few weeks where you were still kind of a little budget crunched. I think he's definitely one to look at first whenever you have a home game because he allows you to have a kind of premium tight midfielder without having to spend quite as much uh, as some of those others do. Yeah, great option. Ted just shared the stats. Uh, the Quakes have outshot their last two opponents 64 to 11. And I believe, if I'm remembering Skyler's stats correctly from Twitter, uh, Vaco accounts for about a third of those shots. I think he had like 22 or something of those two games. So mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Blaine is still away tending to uh, domestic duty. So we will continue on with this. Anything else chat before we continue on to our housekeeping section that you'd like to throw out there as an important fantasy takeaway or just something surprising that you want to hear us comment about. I'll wait a couple of seconds because there is a slight delay. Slight today. No one wanted to talk about New York city's glorious victory over to Colorado. Come on guys. I, mean, I was going to give I you mean, some time. Hebert did score again. I mean, he's definitely one of the underpriced fours in the game. I think he's scored five out of the last seven. Um, he's really good. You should think about having him on your fantasy team. Which <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we'll get to that. Uh, a little bit bummed Blaine's not back yet because, I mean, there's there's the, one of the MLS FI derbies happening this right. week. So. Uh, all right. Well, nothing's coming from chat. So let's move on to our housekeeping section. Uh, we've got games starting this week, a bit of a breather. For the next two weeks, a bit of a breather, as a matter of fact. Uh, games start Friday. Friday. That's right. I did not mispronounce that. <laughs> it is actually Friday. Uh, July 26th at 7.30 p.m. with New York City FC. FC, that's not right. New York City 
F- uh, is, it, doesn't, it doesn't even sound right. I'm like I'm used to saying FC Cincinnati, and so to like to throw it there at the end just doesn't sound right anymore. <laughs> your your mind has been warped. It is. His mind's warped. But New York City FC versus Sporting Kansas City, aka one of the MLS Fantasy Insider Derbies, is happening mm-hmm. this weekend. Kicks off 7:30 p.m. Uh, as far as double game weeks go, there are none. That's why we had a little bit of a break this week. Uh, and as far as buy teams go, there are also none. So you've got your points in there. Makes it a little bit sticky as far as switcheroos go, uh, but you can still make it happen. You're going to be looking at those teams that play latest in the week. So um, Mr. Savage out there, if you're if you're listening to the show, the later games in the week are what you want to look at for your switcheroos. This week, that San Jose, Colorado, Portland, and LA, if you're not already having too many of those players on your teams, they're playing in the 10 o'clock slot in the, the last series of games. So those are going to be the ideal players for your switcheroos. Uh, if you just if you just need someone like a 4.0 player just to fill your bench spot, so that's where you're going to want to look. Uh, besides that, pretty straightforward as far as the week goes. So let's talk about injuries and red cards, which we did have a few last week, Mike. We did, and but one thing before we get into the injuries and red cards, just because. There's no MLS games this week. Does not mean MLS teams are in action because the premier tournament of MLS competition ever starts this week. The League Cup. Fireworks. Fireworks. Hooray. Yes. These are the four teams that had the misfortune of being played in the stupidest tournament in international soccer. There is the Chicago Fire, the LA Galaxy, the Houston Dynamo, and Real Salt Lake. Um, I think someone had mentioned to me that Dos maybe is Jonathan Dos Santos might play. I don't know. Anyway, check this lineups. I'm not expecting anything more than B teams to be thrown out of this, but just in case any team for some reason tries to put out an important lineup, maybe Chicago because they have nothing else to do. I don't know, but just be aware about it. I think also the Canadian Championship, Montreal and Vancouver are yep. also that's a that's a for real serious tournament. That is a for real serious tournament, but they're still playing against uh, Canadian Premier League t- Premier League sides. So I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of um, first team lineups. But I mean, especially for Vancouver because they're not getting it anywhere near the Western Conference playoffs. They might be putting out a little bit more of a first choice lineup. So just pay attention to that. And because the main thing is that they may get injured in that game, so they're not going to be on my list. So this is what we got. We got plenty of stuff, injuries and stuff. Uh, the big talking point of this week, um, Mohamed El Munir for LAFC is going to have to undergo surgery this week to repair a fracture in his skull. He got that from a collision for Zlatan where he got elbowed in the face. Like, collision, um, that's that's a, a nice way of putting it. That That is a nice way of putting it. I don't know what Disco, a lot of people are saying Disco will do. I don't know how much they will do um, at that point. Probably worth noting that LA uh, Galaxy have a national televised game again this week. So I don't know if we get an additional suspension, but keep be aware about that. Uh, Paxa Pomko was not in the 18 last week. Uh, he left with a hamstring tightness. Usually that means about two weeks, but pay attention to that because I'm not sure when he picked that up. Um, Nani came off early against Red Bulls, but the team officials claimed it was just something in his calf and he'll be all right. Uh, I'm sort of skeptical, so um, be concerned about that uh, for Orlando's game coming up. Uh, Diego Chara for the Portland Timbers is suspended for the next match for yellow card accumulation. Uh, Sonia got a red card uh, for Montreal. Uh, Tim Howard left early. 
Um, he had what looked like a hamstring injury, so that will probably keep him out for a few weeks. Um, and then I did not write down who. Obviously, the big injury of the week was Pozuelo. He, he got an ankle injury. Um, I would expect that he's going to miss a little bit of time with that. And the red card that I did not write down was Anderson from Colorado. Um, so he'll be suspended for the next match. And I don't think there's anything else. Um, uh, Piotti got maybe re-injured in training. That was the only other note that I had. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like insult to injury. <laughs> yeah. Good good addition from Nats here in chat. Uh, he has also mentioned that uh, even if Nani was available – that he has not played a game on turf this year, so um, he's got he's got that that going for him. So uh, even so, that might just be a, an easy easy rest right there. So if you were looking at an Orlando player this week, and and probably worth noting, uh, throwing out too, um, the reason there's no games in the middle of the week next week is that next week is the All Star game, um, and if you do miss the All Star game, you get suspended an additional game. So if there are teams that are like looking to rest prime players, don't be surprised if they pick up an injury at the end of the game. They, oh, gosh, darn it, they have to miss the All-Star game in the next game. So that can happen. It's like I remember like a few years ago where David Villa like intentionally got a yellow card so he'd be suspended for the game after the All-Star game. Uh, weird stuff might happen with that. Just be, be aware about that. That's clever. That's clever. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, Blaine is still gone. As we mentioned at the top of the show, he's had some some youths uh, invading his backyard uh, <laughs> through his gate and left his garden hose on for several days. And so he's kind of waterlogged. So I think he was saying that some people might be coming by. I don't know if it's the police or just some neighbors came by to talk about that. So uh, not sure if he'll be back with us or not, but we'll definitely get his picks published for this round. Um, so let's move on and talk about our round 21 <clears throat> player preview uh just as our picks and as i mentioned i'm saying this again uh if you guys are just tuning into the show and jumping straight to this player pick section i want to let you know that starting in august youtube is changing uh, its streaming options and they're no longer going to be offering the streaming service the the live events that we've been using for the last couple of years to stream so we're in the process of testing out discord and to see if that will be an option for us to be able to record or at least host all three of us or four of us or more chatting in the video on Discord and then have that streamed using OBS Studio straight to YouTube so we can still at least maintain some kind of chat. Uh, we've had some other suggestions about maybe trying Twitter or Twitter, sorry, about maybe trying <laughs> Twitch. That would be fun. We'll do it. We'll do it live. Um, maybe trying Twitch and still getting some embedded chat there. May look into that. Most important thing I need to main, I need to try to maintain is being able to get that audio so I can upload everything to SoundCloud for you, our great listeners on SoundCloud. So uh, please just note that there will be some changes starting in August. So heads up, look for those. We're going to try to maintain the live chats and everything posted as usual. But if there is a hiccup, that's what's going on. So that being said, uh, let's get on to our questions. And Mike, this is a regular week. So let's just use our two regular questions now. Do you have any players off the top right now that you are just straight up avoid? Um, I think the the only ones that I would avoid um, that you would kind of deviate from form is Atlanta. Um, I, I know they've had a really good run 
perform defensively. Um, but that is still a cross-country trip on a short week to LAFC. Um, I think LAFC is going to be pretty upset with the way um, the derby went, and I think Bob Bradley will have them ready to play. So I think there's probably the only players that, you know, generally the good, uh, but I would avoid. The other one I would be kind of concerned about is Toronto FC. I think Pozuelo makes a big difference. Uh, I know Josie did manage to score um, without him, but if he is not available again this week, um, it just makes me kind of back off a little bit about investing so much in um, Josie. Even against Cincinnati? Even, even against Cincinnati. It's, Ooh, big words. I mean, I, I don't think he, because it's Cincinnati, he think, I think he's still viable. But let me put it this way. He's not a must-own, whereas if Pozuelo is back, both he and Josie are must-owns and probably captain picks, right? So I, I think that's the big difference for me. Put that in the chat, yay or nay, Toronto versus FCC. Uh, all right, and which game do you think is best for points? I mean, the part about the, with that is that they're oh, – no, no, I'm sorry, they're at Toronto. Never mind. Say that again. What was your question? Uh, I was thinking they were playing the points. points. Um, say it again. Best game for fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, I'll just make you repeat it multiple times. I'll just talk over you. Uh, I think the best game for fantasy points – I think there are a few. I think the biggest one is going to be New England Revolution against Orlando City. Um, if there's no Nani, uh, I, I don't think Atlanta can. Excuse me, Orlando can really threaten them. So I think both sides of the ball, uh, New England will be good. Um, I'm also looking at the Red Bulls against Columbus Crew. Uh, we've talked uh, ad nauseum about the Crew's problems, and even though the Red Bulls didn't look all that great um, against Orlando, it's still a pretty long road trip. Uh, and the fact that they were able to get out a, um, a win there, I think makes a big deal for me. And the last one is New York City against Sporting Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City has had a lot of defensive problems. And of course, Blaine would come back for me to just start trashing Sporting Kansas City. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities um, for, for points there. I mean, New York City got another win, another two goals. Um, and they've got a pretty much all their contingent back healthy, back from international duty, back from suspension. So uh, I think New York City can rack up a bunch of points there. Well, let's move right into that. Uh, before we get into our player picks, we've got an MLS Fantasy Insider Derby going on, New York City FC versus Sporting Kansas City. We've gotten Mike's take right now about that game. Blaine, how do you feel about it? Um, my initial draft of the lineup has Maxi Morales as the captain this week. Oh, so- um, yeah, the defense has been shaky at best, and I think um, uh, New York City has a few too many weapons for us to reliably shut them all down. Normally, I'm pretty high on us shutting down the primary playmaker, but the way New York City's coming together right now and so many options to choose from as that second attacker, um, I really do see bad things for Kansas City on the road this weekend. All right, there we go. Okay, well, let's move into it now. Keepers, defenders, and shutout chances. Blaine, who are you looking at? Um, Yeah, this week was tough. I didn't see any major standouts here. I think all of the home teams could give up a goal pretty easily. I think you got to throw New York City up there with as inept as the Kansas City attack has been. Um, New England Revolution are another team that I'm really liking right now on this hot streak, but Orlando's got a lot of weapons. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at uh, Toronto with FC Cincinnati playing there. That's, that could be another good one. So 
knowing those, I'm looking at a at a Toronto defender to see who starts. I'm going to go with Turner as my goalkeeper, just the 5.4 and the recent form he's been on. He should be good for a price rise. Um, Andrew Farrell for the revolution as well. And I'm kind of undecided on the third one. I'm looking at somebody cheap. Um, it's too late in the week for me to really put a Nick Lima in there at 5.1, but I'm going to see who starts in those early games that's in that 5 to 5.5 range and go with somebody like that. Mike? Um, I have a real New York uh, bent to my defense this week. Um, for In goal, I have Louis Robles. Um, I, I think the Red Bulls can pretty much shut down the, the weakness of Columbus's attack. Uh, and I also have Tarek. Um, the defenders. And one of the other things I like about the Red Bulls is that I'm not as high on their attacking pieces because there's so much rotation. Um, you know, for example, Royer who had such a great week. You know, two weeks ago, I think I had like two points, two or four points this past double game week. Um, so there's not a whole lot of great options for for the Rebels up top, except for one, which I'll get to. Um, actually, maybe two, but I have, I have one on my team. Uh, so I have Tarek. Uh, I also have James Sands as part of my auto rule. He's one of the first players to start. He's five point eight. Um, pretty consistent. He's a cheap way to get into um, what I think is a decent clean sheet shout. I also have Farrell from New England, um, 5.2, um, and Orlando without Nani, even if Orlando can kind of shut down um, and, and be more of a defensive team, which I don't think they actually will, which we'll get into. But I, I think New England can have a really good chance at a clean sheet. And then I have uh, Gasper from uh, Minnesota, 4.8, been a consistent starter. Uh, and we all know Vancouver has trouble scoring. So uh, that's my defense for the week. Yeah, you guys have covered some good ones. I have Turner in my team right now, but I am kind of eh on him. Uh, I agree with what Nat said a little bit earlier in, in our live chat. He's an Orlando fan. He's a little worried about New England at Orlando. Maybe he's biased, but Orlando has put up some good uh, performances on the road. So I don't know. It, it's It's a little worrying to me right there. I do like Robles, like you were talking about, Mike, uh, for the same reasons with Columbus. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling Minnesota as well. I mean, you, you were looking at the defense. Keeper may be an option as well against Vancouver. Not Manone. Is it Manone or Manone? It's played Manone. really well. I'm going to say Manone, and then I'm going to wait for tweets to come in, but I'm pretty sure it's Minone. Uh, yeah, so I think those are those are some top ones. We've got Ryan Anderson, who's one of our top players in the chat right now, and he also has FC Dallas and Chicago as as top clean sheet options. I could see Dallas against Real Salt Lake. They've been doing they've been doing better. I think Reggie Cannon is one of my uh, top picks this week. He's he's really cheap uh, for Dallas and so I think that's what I'm keeping an eye on. But he had the Chicago one is what kind of surprises me. Um, I, I don't know when I mean, they're going against DC, don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, but that one, that one does kind of surprise me, surprise me a little bit, but that's where I'm looking at with keeper uh, defense. Like I said, you guys had some great options. Um, I'm, I'm taking a look at, at cannon. Like I said, I was trying to go pretty budget in the back. Uh, I'm also looking at a Minnesota defender. Just, I want to see the lineup kind of go with the cheapest player right there. Uh, I want someone from, from New York. I saw in chat earlier, that New York Red Bulls. I saw in chat earlier that that uh, someone was going to go with all three uh, as New York Red Bulls as their back line. Really banking on that Columbus. Uh, that thought occurred to me as well. But uh, <laughs> I, that's a little bit expensive 
once you get out players like Tarek or someone, uh, it, it's a little bit expensive to do that depending on your budget. And I am sitting around the 111 mark. I've seen people 113s and 114. So I think I'm doing pretty good with, with value. But um, I'm looking at some more budget players in the back. Maybe even go with a Toronto and see who starts. Simon started these last two games. Um, so 5.5 right there. See who starts there. You could find some value there against FC Cincinnati if they're not going to be going out there. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Ryan's telling us DC has the sixth worst expected goals in the league. So, so looking at that versus versus Chicago, got some value there. Uh, Corrales is pretty cheap, so lots of cheap options right there. Uh, you pick your defense against teams types of teams against those types of teams. I like it. That's solid right there. Screenshot post. We should make that the that a slogan someplace. Uh, but yeah, just yeah. coming in chat, I don't think Bono is a starter. I wish Bono was a starter at five million for Toronto, but um, I think Westberg has been the consistent start starter, and he's six point five. Trust me, I looked at that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, don't quote me. You can't. You can't have it that way, Ryan. You can't have it that way. That's not how this works. <laughs> That's not how this works. All right, let's move to midfield. No, I'm, I'm quoting Ryan Anderson as saying he wants three Chicago defenders. We <laughs> go all in on Chicago. That's right. Pick against DC. Dash Ryan Anderson. Mike, midfield. Midfield. All right, let's pull this up. Um, well, I have Max Morales. Um, I think he's probably the second most consistent player in the game, has a good matchup against Sporting Kansas City. Um, Carlos Heel. I am not scared about Orlando's defense. I know they can frustrate, but um, I think the combination of Bow, um, we're saying Bow or Bow, um, regardless, Bow, um, I, I think it'll be a good uh, combination. I think I still think you'll have success um, regardless. Um, and at 11 point, I think he's still undervalued for what he is. Um, then I'm going a little bit cheaper. I have Rachowski from the New York Red Bulls. He's a player I mentioned earlier. When he plays, he's been pretty good. Uh, and he's 6.9, uh, and since it's not a double game week, I don't mind uh, taking him. And then I have – what's that? Who's that again? Rachowski from the New York Red Bulls. Okay. Um, and then I have Vaco. Um, we talked about how well he's been doing, um, and I, I think at home against Colorado, he'll be able to ha continue his success. Very nice. Blaine, who are you looking at? Um yeah, Morales and Gill were the first two in my lineup this week. Those are juicy matchups. I don't think you can really bet against those guys. Um, third premium option that I really like this week is Valeri. Um, LA's defense has not been the strongest. I know they just gave a pretty good showing in El Trafico, just to hold out 3-1 until the very end. But yeah, Portland's bit, Portland just went and got a road win in Seattle. That's a huge game for them. I think Valeri's going to keep up the form. Um, Vaco's kind of in that position. He's been on fire lately and still priced right to make it into a lot of teams when you're looking for a budget player. Um, I've thrown a lot of money around, so a fifth midfield starter is looking like uh, Mihailovic. Um, if he starts, uh, there's a couple other guys in that list in that price point that I'm going to be looking at, and that's that same time frame on that game. I think we've got what six games, five games that start at seven o'clock or eight o'clock Eastern time, so that's kind of fluid. But I think Mihailovic against DC and kind of the way they've been playing lately is one of the better options at that six million dollar midfield mark. 
So good options there. Uh, you guys covered a lot of good names. Yeah, definitely. Vaco, uh, looking for some more value. If you're going to stick with Minnesota, you could look at Gregus right there. Uh, he's been I, a good I try to fit in. Yeah, good producer right there. I think he's sub 10 million. Yeah, 9.8. So so right there. Um, Atuesta is one if you're really hoping for some good performances from, from uh, LAFC. Uh, he's he did great last week, even with being man marked and not getting into the game as much. I still think he got 11 points, maybe. Uh, so, so good options right there. I'm a solid maybe on Pozuelo. If he comes in against FC Cincinnati, makes him very attractive to me, and it's someone I'm going to want. Uh, and then I'm going to agree if if uh, Carlos Heel is available, I, I'm I'm tempted, but I am still a little worried just about Orlando, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes, but yeah. some great options, some good, some good value midfielders as well. This week can really help you stretch your budget. Let's move on to forwards now, Blaine. Um, this was tough. There's a lot of options here, and not a lot of money to go around, and only three spots. Um, the two I've got in my lineup right now are Vela and Altador. Um, I just think both of those are great pickups right now. FC Cincy is not playing well on the road and that opens it up. But if Pozuelo is not playing and he was actually in my midfield first draft instead of Valeri and then I remember that so I saved the money. I think if Pozuelo starts he comes in and then that makes Josie a must own this week because he does play a whole lot better with uh, Paz behind him. Um, Darwin Quintero is another one that I would really like to be able to afford this week. Uh, Bunbury or Bo, either one. Um, take your pick and see who's going to start or see who's going to have the better game. Um, Ebert from New York City FC is another one I would really want to get in here, but just the budget kind of cut him. And even Wanda. Wanda is still putting up the numbers, a little bit cheaper option. I just I couldn't fit any of these guys in, and so it's really hurting me this week. But those are the names that were kind of going through. So I gave two of the more expensive ones. So I thought I'd shotgun out a few of the cheaper options in case you are looking at a little bit tighter budget crunch or something. But right now it's Vela and Altador. And Altador is a for sure lock if Pozuelo is playing. Mike, Blaine named all the forwards. Do you like any others? <laughs> uh, no, he, he he eventually covered all the forwards I had. Um, I had in my starting lineup, I have Bo and Vela. Uh, and then I have Ebert on the bench. Um, and the, the main reason I have Ebert on the bench, to be honest, is because he's the first game of the week. So if he does well and scores a goal, I can maybe start swapping some stuff around if he and Sands do well. So I think you guys covered everything. Uh, right now I have Josie and Vela on my team with Wando in a switcheroo. I think Wando's a really great option this week uh, based on some price rise potential and the just general scoring form right now up against hosting Colorado and San Jose's general form right now. Uh, again, Josie, like Pozuelo, has a big question mark around that. Uh, I really wish that game was uh, – well, you know, I was going to say I really wish that game was a little earlier, but like 400 games this week are starting off at 8 o'clock. So you'll you'll get some opportunities to make some quick chances if you see the Toronto lineup. So uh, question marks there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Hebert as, as an option. I guess you could always look at someone like White as well if you if you're looking for some more value players and you think you might have some opportunities there. But I think I think we've covered a lot of the the big options that people are going to be thinking about right now. And uh, Vela, I believe, is number one on everybody's list. Um, 
chat start sending some questions in about people who we have not covered yet because we're getting ready to do our captains and we'll go back and do some more i've already seen people asking about uh, kaku so we'll be sure to talk about him uh and some more follow-up about gregus so guys before we get back to that captains who are you going with blaine uh like i said i've currently got it on morales um just kansas defense is not set up to play against him right now if it's not him i I'd probably take a flyer on Vela. I know Atlanta's defense has been playing better, but Vela's just been that good. Mike? Always Captain Vela. I agree. ACV, that's what's going to happen this week. Uh, has that fire from what happened against LA Galaxy. So ACV. Let's hit up some of the questions from chat right now. Kaku, didn't mention him in midfield. What do you guys think about that? Um, expensive to inconsistent looking for spending that money on other players. Is he lower on your priority list? Uh, for me, for me, the person he would have to replace in my lineup would be Vaco. And I just rate him behind him at that price point. That's fair. That's fair. Let's, uh, Mike, anything to add? Um, no, other than like he, He's not a must start, or he's not a full ninety minutes player. He's consistently subbed out. Um, I mean, I don't mind him as a flyer pick, but I mean, as much as I like the matchup against Columbus, it's not that amazing of a matchup that I feel like I need to have him in over others. I mean, I can't fault you for playing, but that's why I went with Rachowski because I feel like he's been more consistent when he gets on the field. Yeah, he's had some some inconsistency problems this season. Uh, some. Some, uh, I mean, we all know about the contract problems and everything as well. So, um, for I think I think you have a good point, Blaine, that there's some other players in that similar price range that might be more attractive, especially if you're looking for heavy uh, New York Red Bulls defense. And if you're if you're on this game and you like this game, I mean, I guess you take Kaku if you don't have the extra point six to go up to Royer. Royer's got the better average. I think I've seen better performances from him lately, and he's just kind of the more guaranteed ninety minutes. All right, let's move on now. Uh, keeping, let's move on to forwards now. Didn't mention Fernandez. Uh, what do you guys think about him? Portland. Um, for for me, it was a price issue. Um, and LA's Galaxy's defense has been kind of schizophrenic. Um, so that that's the only reason um, I, I stayed away from Fernandez this week. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a bad pick. I did think about him. I just that that's if if Vela. If I, I'll put it this way: If I cut Vela, then I might be ring in Fernandez and Josie over what I have now. So it'd be kind of be for me. It's choice between Vela and Bo and Josie and um, Fernandez. Yeah, I think yeah. Fernandez is kind of there with me too. Like Josie Fernandez, he's definitely not not out there. I I don't think I'm going to have the budget for what I want to run this week for. Uh, three big forwards. So um, mm. that's kind of where I, I lose Fernandez out in that conversation. And someone mentioned Toy in the chat. I do I do like him as like a bench auto uh, option. I don't remember what he's priced now, but he's um, he's definitely someone to consider kind of with um, Brian White. Uh, yeah, he's still he's only 6.5. So I think he's definitely one of those good options to kind of put there and see what happens because he's been pretty consistent for them recently. Yeah, uh, Brian question. White. 
Oh, Brian White's another good cheap name to throw out there. He's seven point two. Um, the other one, you say Toy. If you've got, the, if you don't have the money to throw Toy on your bench, and he's been playing well, um, grab Theo Bear for Vancouver. He's only at four four million right now. If he goes off, and he's he's been getting a few starts. I know he got the one start with Montero out, and he came in off the bench. At four million, he's been playing some. If you're not going to use that spot for anybody else and you're not running the auto route through it, uh, four million st- potential starter isn't a bad way to go. Uh, a couple of defenders have popped up there. Tommy Thompson, uh, I, I think that's a, a great option to look at um, as far as uh, San Jose looks. Also, uh, Mario, and then we have uh, Larea from, from Toronto. So what do you guys think about some of those more value options? Uh, we'll have to see if Larea starts for Toronto. Uh, Larea has been starting a lot. My, so my issue with Larea, if you're just looking for uh, for someone, yeah, Sean, I agree. White, I think White's a good a good option. I like that for for a value forward. Uh, with Larea, if if you're just looking for cheap and coverage with Toronto, I think he's a great option. Check their lineup and go with whoever you want. He's been starting. I feel like he probably will start. He rested during that Houston game, just like lots of the other starters. So I, I think that's a good idea. I don't know the ins and outs of what's happening with Toronto of who he replaced. Uh, I don't remember that far back. But he, he also sat, um, or he came off the bench of the Montreal game. Yeah. So it's, you know, if he starts, then yeah. But that's your luxury is you you have some time to see it. With all those teams starting at 8 o'clock, you'll be, if you want to reserve a spot for a Toronto or a budget player like that, you can do that and just and you can see and you can rotate in who you want. Uh, just leave a little bit of extra money and you have to go with somebody a bit more expensive. Uh, Fabian. Will Fabian play the whole, whole game from Ryan? I like that question. I, I don't know about Fabian. The, the best comment I've heard about Fabian – game-wise, and I think translates to fantasy as well, is that, okay, that guy gets banned. <laughs> Let's see here. Put user in time out. Boom. There we go. Uh, sorry, inappropriateness not tolerated. <laughs> uh, no, but going back to Fabian, he is not a player that I think – the team can depend upon day in and day out for consistent production uh, to, to carry the team. Uh, I think we've seen more of that from like Mario for, for Philadelphia, but Fabian is still a guy who can make big things happen in big moments. And so I, I'm thinking that, so it seems like for him, he's a playoff guy that they're going to be relying upon to get them through some of those tight moments. I think that translates to fantasy is that not the best player to really bet a whole lot on, but if you have some money, need a flyer, maybe it's a good matchup, then maybe he's worth the risk, but he's still a risky player. So uh, I I would not necessarily bet him for a whole game. Uh, so we haven't mentioned, but if Zlatan is out for the Galaxy um, and you do have the funds, uh, I think Portland's defense will probably be a pretty good mm-hmm. um, shout um, because we know how much L.A. struggles without Zlatan. So probably something to keep in mind. We, we don't think we've talked about him yet. 
All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap up the recorded show right now, but we're going to keep chatting in chat. So everyone listening, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed uh, this sort of modified format that we have, getting everything in chat. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud right now, uh, feel free to join us. We record usually around 930-ish on Mondays uh, every week so that we can prep for the Double Game Week Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so any plugs that you guys have right now, Blaine? Um. Nothing for me. Mike. Uh, hashtag MLS injury news whenever, especially yellow card accumulations, because Disco's website is not up to date. So when you, when you see that, flag it for me. And, of course, you can check out everything I have over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. You can also check out the subreddit, r slash fantasy MLS. And don't forget the Discord chat that we have for MLSFantasyBoss.com. Older Goler and some other guys really worked hard to get that going. It was plugged over on r slash fantasy MLS. It's a, a great place. I know that several people in live chat have been coming over to watch this video as well. Uh, it's, it's a good place to get sort of, sort of live feedback as you're tinkering uh, if you don't have time or can't wait for for some of the other options. And also don't forget, if you've not signed up for my fantasy newsletter, you can do that right now, MLSsoccer.com, and then just search newsletters and you can find it right there. So yeah, Twitter, radio, chats, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we're putting the fantasy knowledge out there and hope that you are able to make the most of it and that you continue to do awesome. Good luck. <laughs>